0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Operator? Could you help me place this call? <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Today, we are going to talk about an operator, uh, in a way, a small-time operator, in a way, a big-time operator, depending on how you look at it. Yep. It's uh, an operating system for a, a portable set of portable devices from Apple called iOS 5. You
0: may have heard of it. I know some of you have because you've written in to ask us to talk about it
1: a lot. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So iOS 5, the the as of the recording of this podcast, latest generation of Apple's mobile operating system for devices such as the iPhone, the iPod Touch, and the iPad.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh yeah, there there are a lot of um, a lot of changes in this operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably have to do one on the uh, the latest generation of Android operating systems coming up for Ice Cream Sandwich before mm. you write in and say
0: Ice Cream Sandwich. I know
1: you know we record this sort of right before lunch. You know, within a, like an hour and a half before lunchtime. Yeah, and I didn't uh, have
0: breakfast either. So yeah, so
1: talking about iOS five doesn't make me hungry, but we might have to do something about Ice Cream Sandwich yeah. when it comes up. We'll
0: have to bring some in. Um, That's what Tech News Today does. Ah, they bring in Ice Cream Sandwiches when they talk about it. I know because I was a guest on the show and I skyped in, and they did not mail me an Ice Cream Sandwich.
1: You know, it should be like one of the uh, like the Captain Kangaroo, where you, you know, where, uh, you can't do that on TV. Yeah, where they just drop stuff from the ceiling. I uh, would Ice I w- Cream Sandwich. I would have I would have loved that. <laughs> uh, nice. but, but let's get to the
0: actual I, uh, iOS five and what the updates are to the system. And now you know we don't. Tend to talk about operating systems that much on this show. Although we've we've done a few. We did Windows Eight. We did Mac OS ten Lion. We, we uh we did
1: Windows Seven and we did Snow Leopard before that too. Yeah, and we've also talked about and we, we talked about Linux before.
0: I guess we do talk about operating systems a lot. It just Not seems a lot. weird. It it's seems just... weird to talk about the updates, right? But you know, this is a big deal because the uh you know when when the iPhone 4S was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial reaction to the iPhone 4S from what I saw online, now mm-hmm. granted this is a, a, just a sliver of the population of iPhone users, was one of, is that all? But I think the iOS 5 was in some ways even more important than the iPhone 4S and there are some elements of the iPhone 4S that are pretty darn cool that, that tie into iOS 5 and it's, you can only find it on the iPhone 4S.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, there, there's some there's some tie-in there, um, keeping in mind that uh, up until then, we, we actually heard about iOS 5 at the Worldwide Developer Conference earlier in 2011.
0: Yeah, that was back in the, uh, what,
1: June? Yeah, I think. that's around, yeah. yeah. And uh, basically that's uh, Apple's big developer um, conference where yeah. they talk to people who are writing software for, um, generally, uh, both the operating system for these mobile devices and the Macintosh computer itself.
0: And sometimes for other devices like Apple TV.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for people who are not really following that, uh, that world, it, it can be kind of dry. I think the same thing could probably be said for, uh, for the Windows developer conferences and Google I.O. Um, you know, this is not really a, a general, this is not generally where you expect to hear this kind of news.
0: Yeah, uh, but people will, occasionally you'll have crazies like, like myself or Chris, log in and try and find a live blog and follow line by line as announcements are made because we actually find this stuff really fascinating. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it, <clears throat> eventually it will become fascinating for the consumer who's really into tech. Yeah. Uh, but you know, finding out about uh, application programming interfaces APIs and things like software that,
0: software developer kits.
1: Yeah, I mean. It will eventually become relevant to the average person but not necessarily – Immediately, right, right. But um they announced quite a bit about iOS 5 at that point. That's when we learned a lot about it. In the meantime, we uh, heard a lot from the, the tech media about – because, frankly, listeners sort of ask us to speculate on the new iPhone 5. And as it turned out, there wasn't one. Yet. Um, but we did find out a lot about um, – uh, about iOS 5 and, and a lot of the features, uh, some of which had been out on other operating systems, such as uh, Google's Android, um, and others which are sort of innovative.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, one of the ones we've actually developed, dedicated an entire podcast to, because uh, iCloud mm-hmm. ties into iOS 5, uh, as well as uh, Mac OS ten Lion, as well as other elements, but uh, we've already done a full episode on iCloud. So, mm-hmm. I don't think we really need to touch on iCloud that much other than to say it's a cloud storage solution that allows you to put uh, uh, files into the cloud and access them across all your various Apple devices.
1: Yeah, now it's not uh, it's not for everyone, I, I should point out. Um, and the iOS five is not for everyone. As a matter of fact, if you're running a Macintosh um, and you're uh, you want to use iCloud, Uh, you have to be using, uh, the new, the newest version, uh, Mac OS 10.7, which is, which is Lion. Yeah. Um, but you can use, uh, on anything that will run iOS 5, uh, you can do that, which is the last few iPhones, um, the, the last couple iOS, or I'm sorry, the iPod Touch and both versions of the iPad. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can actually see that as soon as you update your uh, device to iOS 5. Uh, my iPod Touch is a first generation, so it is not eligible. But I did update my iPad software to iOS 5. And the first thing that happens right after you update it is it starts to ask you questions about setting up the device. Um, you know, it, it wants to know what your Apple ID is and whether or not you want to sync to iCloud. Um, it will continue to, uh, if you do agree to do that, uh, it will sync your address book, your calendars, um, and a lot of, of other information to iCloud so that um, it can sync across, say, I did have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, um, and I had updated my Mac to iOS Lion, um, or I'm sorry, uh, OS 10 Lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be able to sync all of that information Without having to worry about uh, you know plugging stuff in and, and syncing it device to device, it would right. sync it all from iCloud
0: yeah, and actually uh, we can touch on this just very briefly there There have been some criticisms about iOS five and iCloud, and uh, and I thought I'd just go ahead and, and pipe up on one of them since we're talking about the subject already. okay. I heard that apparently when you take photos and uh, yes. it uploads to iCloud, there's no way to delete them Oh. So, if you were to take a photo using your iPod Touch, let's say. Okay. So you've got an iPod iPod touches have cameras right the newer ones too. okay so you, know, you can tell that i have an iPod classic people so i i am well behind although i've got lots of music on it so you take a photo with your iPod touch and it's got the iCloud feature in there and it's you're on wifi and it uploads to your iCloud now that photo is visible to all the other devices that are on that so let's say that you're sharing devices with oh i don't know um your your spouse um that could you, know, you could end up having some problems there if you're taking photos of like you think this one one thing that you're seeing is really funny and you want to send a photo to your best buddy, but your 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 spouse might not find it as amusing as you do. Well, if you take the photo and it goes to the iCloud and you can't delete it, your spouse has access to that too. So I'm being really delicate while I'm walking around this. I'm just saying that if there are a lot of people using the same sort of uh, uh, iCloud. Uh, like like a family or whatever, there could be potential problems. I'm sure that that will be addressed if it hasn't been addressed already. Mm-hmm. But it's a problem that I was uh, alerted to. But let's talk about some of the um the features of iOS five. Okay, I want to talk about this notification center. It sounds really interesting to me. Uh, so, this notification center actually has a little thing of notifications when when new technology, new information's coming into your your iPhone and I mean, this is something that's really, really phenomenal. I mean, I've only had this since 2007 on my Android phone. I do smell snark.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's one of the things that I like on my Android phone. Um, Now on iOS 5, uh, if you have a device capable of doing that, you can pull down from the top of the screen. And when I say pull down uh you know we're talking about putting your finger at the very edge of the screen where the menu bar is and swiping, and down. swiping down and you can actually see the notifications and it looks a little different i'm showing jonathan on my yep. ipad now uh it looks a little different they have the uh the gray linen background uh behind it um but uh it it works very much like the android operating systems exact same feature. Well, you could kind of expect that at this point. You know, they all kind of...
0: No, you could have kind of expected it back in 2007 or 2008, but Apple just implemented it. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying, is they they all kind of pick each other's good features and well, add them to subsequent releases.
0: What, what it reminds me of really is, and, you know, and I'm picking on Apple a little bit about this, about being so late to the game and implementing something like this in their operating system. I'm picking on them. I mean, I'm glad that they've done it because mm-hmm. it, it is a useful feature, and I'm glad that iPhone users and iPad users and iPod Touch users will be able to, to take advantage of it. That's yeah, I li-
1: great. I like the feature a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, the reason why I'm picking on them is it's reminding me a lot of how Apple was really slow to implement copy and paste. Yeah. like Or multitasking. Or multitasking. And these are very basic features that you see in other smartphones. And you wonder, like, the people who are Apple fans will say, I love Apple's products. I just don't understand why... They have not done something similar to this other operating system that's been doing this for years. And you would think there would be a fairly simple solution. Now, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes or the motivations behind implementing versus not implementing certain features. There may be, and in fact I wager there are, very good reasons for the rollout being the way it has been. Uh, But still, from from an outside perspective, it just seems a little – a little ludicrous. So I couldn't help but poke just a touch of fun at Apple for that.
1: Well, a lot of the Android uh, fans like to poke fun at Apple for, for doing that. Um, that being I, said, Apple's
0: got a lot of features that Android does not support.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so I, uh, I'm fully
0: aware of that, Apple fans, just yeah. so you know.
1: Um, I, I've also heard a lot of hooting about uh, some of the bugs. There have been some problems uh, installing iOS 5. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um I, I would I I would actually add that I had trouble installing iOS 5 at first. It yeah. took me a couple tries before I actually got it to work. I think there may have been some some attempts to sync with Apple servers and I tried to install it on in the first day and I think that may have been part of it. So it might have been a bandwidth issue. It might have yeah. just been that a lot of
0: people were flooding Apple with requests to to up, update the iOS is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, but that the, that seems fair.
1: With bugs and and concerns like this, I I feel that's kind of unfair. Yeah,
0: it's a day zero thing. That's going to happen with any, any major rollout. System. Yeah, any operating system, and especially an operating system as popular as iOS five as as iOS I should say uh, any operating system as popular as iOS that seems to be magnified because you 've got sure. so many people trying to hit it at once that little problems that for for a quote unquote regular operating system would you know be noticed by a few people, but because the adoption rate wouldn 't be so fast it wouldn 't so be concentrated on day zero so much uh, the the company would have an opportunity to patch problems. On a, a, a regular basis, and so the average consumer might not ever be aware that there were problems because, you know, there wasn't a rush to try and adopt the operating system mm-hmm. as soon as it became available. Yeah. Apple, Apple's a rock star company. There are people who were, were staying awake until the wee hours of the morning, uh, the the first few hours of October twelfth, twenty eleven, which is when iOS five became available. Uh, just so that they could try and get the operating system as fast as possible, so I've heard about people like I know some guys in Texas who are up till almost three a m mm-hmm. trying to get it so
1: well frankly, you know I have an android based smartphone, and I would like to have gingerbread on it. I still have froyo, but yeah. I am waiting for my phone carrier to push that to me. i can't go get it if right. I could go get it, I would have already had it
0: yeah well and and before anyone writes in, yes, we know that if you, I could take it to the
1: store and have them force it, or on
0: there. you could root your phone, or and, I could root my and phone and get app. a ROM. But you know, Chris and I, we both like our phones to work. <laughs> We're funny that way. Well, and, and that's
1: the thing is, I don't mind tinkering with it, but not to the point where it I, I break it and then I have to go. Well, I'm just, I wanted it to work.
0: Now I got to reset factory I reset settings. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, which I mean, I,
1: I'm the impatient. nice thing
0: is that it's really hard to. Truly break it, although you can. Um, but anyway, let's get back to iOS five and talk some more. Oh, you were talking about you know, did you have any other problems once you got through? Was the was the installation process smooth for you?
1: Um, basically, the first step in doing this, uh, if you are running iOS four, um, you plug it into your computer and use iTunes to upgrade the the, so- the system software. And it says, "Oh, I see there's an update available. Would you like to do this now?" Um, you say, "Yeah, sure." And it takes a while for it to download from, uh, from Apple servers. Mm-hmm. And then what it tries to do is it's going to offer to sync your, your device, um, with the computer first to make sure that you don't lose anything. That's going to come up again too. Yep. Um, and, uh, w- once it goes through that process, um, it attempts to write the software onto there. And I actually got stuck a couple times, um, to the point where it said there's a, there's an error. I cannot actually, uh, install this software on here at this time um, you know, give it, a, give it a shot and it actually said that it was having trouble syncing uh, once or twice too um, it was one of those things where I think uh, it may have been a bandwidth thing yeah. um, it also may have been a watch pot sort of thing mm-hmm. because I actually told it to go ahead and try it again and then I went off to do something else going well you know, hopefully it will do it this time and I came back and it was almost done um, once it actually does install the software then it reinstalls Most, if not all, of your your stuff. I didn't have any problems with it uh, uh, installing everything that I had on there. But I understand that there are people who have had apps missing and music missing.
0: Yeah. Tom Merritt of uh, Tech News Today and This Week in Tech, um, when I was on his show, he mentioned that when he was updating to iOS 5, about half of his apps were missing. When the, uh, installation was complete and he was able to, you know, get the apps again, but he had to re-download them to his phone. Right. So, uh, and he had to do it, I guess, manually because it just, it didn't do it automatically. And all of his, uh, playlists were missing. Yeah. So he had created playlists on, uh, and they were missing not just from his phone, but from iTunes. Like they were gone. So they were gone, gone. Yeah. The song, the music was still there. It just wasn't arranged in the playlists. So. Yeah. So he had that, those issues. And we've heard of other issues as well through the installation process. But again, this is a day zero thing. And, you know, those kind of problems can can occur uh it's just that, you know, uh, normally we wouldn't hear so much about it if it weren't for the fact that everyone's obsessed with getting it. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the other features that iOS 5 has? I mean, I made fun of notifications just because I wanted to get that out of the way. but
1: uh, The notifications do look a lot nicer than they used to, and you have a lot more control over them. If you go into um, your device's uh, system settings, um, you can actually control how your notifications show up. Mm. Um, Which is nice. Again, that's sort of a behind the scenes type of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, you can, you could sort the, uh, the notifications, um, by time or, or manually if you prefer. Um, and, uh, I mean, there are a lot of other things that are, are sort of behind the scenes too, like the Twitter, um, integration, the Twitter integration. And this is not very exciting if you are already a Twitter user. You already have Twitter on your iPhone or your iPad or your iPod, but, um, we 're talking about APIs again. This is uh, going to enable people. The integration is going to enable people to build apps that will allow you to tweet directly from those apps like the the integration is much more fluid now than it was before well
0: it's kind of like if you take a photo now there's a one you're one touch away from sharing that photo on twitter Uh instead of having to you know maybe go through a couple of commands it's it's really streamlined that which seems kind of it may seem trivial but it does make a big difference when you're actually using these Mm -hmm. and uh as i can attest because i've I've had that where, you know, I had to go through and upload a photo from my phone to Twitter. And then eventually I had Twitter uh, integration where I could, I could take a photo and then choose at that moment to upgrade, upload it to Twitter. And it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, iOS 5 supports iMessage across devices besides just the iPhone. Yes. You can have iMessage on uh, the iPod touch and the iPad. Uh, so now you, and that's iMessage, of course, is Apple's Instant messaging service.
1: Yeah, no, it only works with those iDevices. Yeah, um, but it's sort of it, it, people have likened it to the the BlackBerry Messenger service. Yeah, where people who have Blackberries can message people with other Blackberries. Um, uh, I would say that uh, people who complain about Apple's closed offness uh, are probably going to complain about this feature too. Um, but it does give you the opportunity to uh, send text messages to other people who are using those devices, even if they're on a different uh, network, Yeah. Um, you know, without, without a penalty. So mm-hmm. uh, say you have uh, three friends and all of you have iPhones. Um, you don't have to pay for text messaging in addition to your data plan if you just want to send text messages to those three or four friends. As long as they're on an iDevice... They can, you could, you could share those messages without having to worry about that. Yeah. Um, there's also the reminders feature, which is sort of a a built in to do list. Yep. Um, I've got a couple to do programs on there. One of the (laughs) to do's is a personal bugbear for me. I have trouble getting myself to write stuff down in a particular place. So I've tried several different task managers trying to get me to develop a pattern and then make a habit out of writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, the Reminders feature is a pretty, uh, pretty nice built-in to-do list that I haven't really tried yet. As, as we're speaking, uh, iOS 5 has only been out for actually less than 48 hours. Yep. Um, so I, I still haven't really gotten to see whether that one's a lot better. It seems to be kind of a low-end. Uh, you know, it's not. it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh, it is built into the operating system now.
0: Uh, iOS 5 also supports some new functionality with the cameras involved in various uh uh, Apple products that run on iOS. Yes. Uh, so now you can do things like with the iPhone, you can uh, a- uh, you can activate the camera from the lock screen.
1: Yeah, which is nice.
0: Uh, although I, I imagine that also means we will ultimately end up with a lot more
1: photos of the inside of people's pockets. Um, it is possible. <laughs> the one nice thing about this is you might say, "What's the big deal?" Uh, you could hand your phone to a friend, and they don't have to know your passcode to take a photo. Hey, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. I'm going to jump up here and, and and take a photo with a statue, you know, and you could just take the photo and... Uh, if somebody else gets hold of your phone, they might be able to take a photo, but they can 't look at all the other photos on the phone
0: it 's also nice in that if you are in a situation where something is um, there 's a cool photo opportunity that 's not going to last very long it mm-hmm. it, re- it removes some of the time that it would take you to unlock, unlock phone. your phone and go to the camera app and and uh, start it up. But it also has other features. They're going to have, uh, you know, use grid lines so that you can align yeah. photos properly. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a photographer, you know there are certain tricks. Like you can uh, align a photo to make it more attractive, as opposed to the way I take photos, where the subject of the photo is always dead center in the middle of the f- picture, and there's nothing interesting going on ever.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am not a photographer, and that is. Abundantly clear when you look at the photos i've taken
1: well they've they've also incorporated the ability to use some of the other buttons. The volume up button now uh becomes the the uh, shutter release, so you can use that uh rather than having to tap the screen um and uh you know you can you can pinch to zoom or uh pinch to shrink as you prefer. Yeah. Um, on the screen.
0: Yeah, cause are when you move your fingers out, it's a reverse pinch to zoom. It doesn't, pinch to zoom doesn't make sense. I just, my brain's breaking right now. It just, I mean, if it were pinch to zoom, it'd be opposite what you would, th- I need a break.
1: You, you can, um, you can also do red eye removal, do some, some basic photo editing like that and crop and rotation, um, and organize photos into albums.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, again, these are, these are not, uh, this is not necessarily exciting but it's nice functionality to add.
0: yeah it's stuff that you know it may it's stuff that just makes the the features that much more uh, uh, easy to use and, mm-hmm. and really you know it may not be something that's evident necessarily to a new iPhone owner or iPod touch owner or iPad owner, but it's those those little things that just make those features
1: much more useful mm-hmm. um,
0: there's also did you are you aware of the PC free feature?
1: Yes, yes, and I, I tried to go get a PC free, and they, they said I had not, to pay for it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean that. Oh. You clearly did not read the description. You just thought that you were going to get a free computer. Sad trombone. No, PC free is a, a, a feature where you don't have to have a computer to use an iPad, iPhone, or iPod Touch because you know traditionally you would sync that device to a computer. Mm-hmm. But this is a feature that removes that that step.
1: You can also sync your device wirelessly now. Yep. Um, if you are syncing to a computer, uh, the only trick is it's got to be plugged in. So once you uh, you know get your your charger and plug it into the wall, um, then it should be able to sync wirelessly with uh, a hub. Uh, so you have a um, a computer that you are specifically using as your your iHub. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it will, will do that, and you no longer have to plug it directly in to make that work, there which were, is a nice feature.
0: There was a neat feature that I, I was telling Chris about that I had learned about just this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because not all the features are the ones that are being uh, touted on Apple's uh, page for iPhone, yeah. iOS 5. Uh, but one of them, which I thought was pretty interesting, was to create a custom vibration for particular contacts. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you know, most phones just have a standard... Vibration settings so that they're going to vibrate in a particular pattern whenever a notification comes in. But with iOS 5, you can actually, this is particularly for iPhones um, because I don't think anything else vibrates, but you got an iPhone and you want to set up a specific notification, you can go into your contacts and you can choose a contact. So let's say that I want to set up a contact where uh, whenever Chris calls me, um It's my phone's going to vibrate in a particular pattern. I can go in to my settings on contacts and create a new vibration and it creates a screen where I can just tap on the screen and the rhythm of the taps becomes the pattern of vibration. So, you know, I might do shave and a haircut and then I know it's Chris calling me automatically. I don't have to even look at my phone. I just feel, dee, 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 dee. I'm like, oh, that's Chris. I'll just let I go to voicemail. So <laughs> the, uh th- but that's the cool thing is I, I was like, wow, that's. I never would have thought of that, you know, that never, and it's probably a feature that very few people are necessarily going to use, but it's one of those, when I heard about it, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool in a
1: dorky way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another, uh, kind of cool, uh, feature is the, uh, the location based reminders. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can tell, uh, the device to, uh, say, uh, remember to feed the cat when you get home and it will, when you get home, send you a reminder at that time Rather than just sending it at you know five o'clock because you know what if you get there what if what if you're uh, stuck in traffic and so you don't get home until 5.30 and at five o'clock you get the notice oh yeah when I get home I need to feed the cat and then you get there at 530 and you've forgotten about it until your cat wakes up sniffing your uh, your ear like oh mm, that smells good I can eat that right since he's not gonna feed me
0: you wake up and your spouse is gone and your cat is purring and you're thinking uh-oh
1: there's a spouse-shaped uh, cat spot spot <laughs> in the cat's belly, <laughs> yeah. huh? Like that w- hmm. Mistake. Should Whoops. have looked at that. Should have at that to-do list one more time. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's a nice feature. Um, and it, again, it's not glamorous. What right. I would consider a glamorous feature, but it's it's nice. Well, let's
0: let's talk about a feature that is pretty darn awesome because we're we're racking up some minutes here. So let's uh, let's talk about Siri. Okay, and I was
1: I was going to mention Newsstand. Which is another sort of less than exciting one.
0: No, all right. Let's, 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 uh, let's Because def-
1: Siri is not available on all devices. No,
0: no. That's why I was saving it for last.
1: Okay. Uh, Newsstand. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, back a couple years ago now or a year and a half ago now, and uh, one of the things that the, the iPad was supposed to help with was, uh, uh single handedly saving the magazine industry, um, which may or may not have happened depending on who you talk to, mostly not. Um, however a lot of magazines have embraced the iPad and I've uh, now that I've got a couple uh, electronic magazines on it I could say it is pretty useful for that um, the thing is a lot of publishers have individual apps for their magazines um, so you know you might have one for wired and one for Esquire and you have all these different magazine applications Um each with its own subscription and all these things. Well, Newsstand is designed to sort of look like iBooks. It's got a, a faux wooden shelf um, environment. And basically, Newsstand is supposed to display all of these. Now, again, this is an API that the developers for these apps can embrace and say, okay, well, as soon as a new issue comes up, we will display it in Newsstand. So Newsstand will launch the appropriate application Um for an individual magazine, and it will it will display the cover of the most recent um, issue of all those magazines and bring them all into one place, which I imagine will encourage more uh, publishers to embrace the iPad, which is, I'm sure, what Apple is trying to do. But it is useful. Now, um, one of the applications that I use for, for uh, e magazines still hasn't embraced the, the uh, API yet. So uh, the most recent issue I have in that one is not showing up, but I, I do see Wired in there. mm mm-hmm. Um, which is which is pretty neat. And I, I think once more people y- begin to use that or embrace that API, it will be uh, a more useful uh, tool.
0: Now can we talk about Siri? Okay, go ahead and talk about Siri. Yeah, Siri is pretty awesome. Yeah it is. Um, Siri is really an a uh, uh, you, you know I I used an Android phone as we have mentioned several times in this podcast.
1: Chris, mm-hmm. you have one as well. Yeah. And, and 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 people again the Android people were saying, "Oh, voice recognition. Well, I've had that." Yeah, but it's more it than just voice recognition. Mine doesn't work like this. Yeah,
0: voice recognition is awesome. I mean, I can do things like call people, I can navigate mm-hmm. to places, I can search the web, I can do voice to text messages. I can do all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But it generally re- requires me to open up an application that already has that, uh, that technology incorporated into it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, using Google's voice recognition software in whatever the application is. Most of them happen to be made by Google. Mm-hmm. Not a big surprise. Siri is a little different. Siri is voice recognition, but it also has a natural language recognition element to it. Natural language recognition is tough.
1: It's very difficult, especially when you're talking about people with accents.
0: Yeah, well, accents or or they use idiomatic speech or whatever. You know, it's it it can be tricky trying to figure out the way. You know, a machine can have problems figuring out what a human wants just based upon natural speech. Siri is this uh, this this technology that will listen to you and then take whatever it is you said and come up with a, uh, a solution based upon what it thinks you want. So you might say something like, uh, you might you might hold down the home button, which is the way you activate Siri on an iPhone 4S. It's the only device the only that runs device. Mm-hmm. right now as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, and you might say, Siri, um, I'm hungry. Are there any good seafood restaurants nearby? And it might pull up a map and show you the location of seafood restaurants in relation to your location. Uh, or you could say things like, Siri, do I need a jacket today? And it's going to look and see what the weather report is and come back and tell you whether or not you're going to need a jacket. Um, and it's kind of neat. It does this for all sorts of different applications. So you you might ask it a question and it'll bring back the relevant information or it will initiate a search based upon that topic. Yep. So you might say something like, uh, Siri, how many kilometers are in 27 miles? And it'll... Pulled that information directly from, uh, Wolfram Wolfram Alpha. from Wolfram Alpha. Yeah, so you'll get that information there, uh, and it's it, this is pretty neat stuff. You know, you might think uh, on the surface of it, well, that that sounds interesting, but how useful is it? It's actually incredibly useful. I mean, and and depending on how robust this device is, or this technology is, uh, it could be truly revolutionary. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and uh, and my favorite thing is that apparently the people who incorporated siri into the iphone 4s have a real sense of humor
1: yes very much like speaking of Wolfram alpha there are easter eggs in yes. siri and people have been um, have been investigating that for the past few days uh, i would encourage you if you haven't already uh to look up some of these um, siri by the way is spelled s-i-r-i if you're yes. looking for that um and uh there are uh I know that somebody has asked it to open the pod bay doors. Yes, and there are several different
0: answers to that, including "I'm sorry, but I can't do that right now." And also,
1: it, it uses your name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Since which you, which is a little yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah, since you read, since the device is registered to a person, Siri will respond to requests with that person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but here are some other uh, qu- uh, queries and responses. Okay. What are you wearing? silicate glass and stainless steel. Nice, huh? <laughs> uh, there's a. Uh, do you know Hal nine thousand? Everyone knows what happened to Hal. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> um, there's a. Uh, there's of course. What's the meaning of life? And one of the answers that it'll give is forty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's another one that's a. Uh, 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 knock knock. Have you seen that one? No. So knock knock. And this is Siri's response. Knock, knock. Who's there? Joshua. Joshua who? Joshua? I don't do knock, knock jokes. <laughs> uh, there's a, uh, there's another one where if you ask what's the meaning of life, it says I don't know, but I think there's an app for that. Uh, there's another <laughs> one that says I can't answer that now, but give me some time to write a very long play in which nothing happens. <laughs> but As an English major, that was my favorite. Um, there's uh, let's see. – let's see if I can find another one. Uh, Will you marry me? My end user licensing agreement does not cover marriage. My apologies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the people who, who designed this created some really fun ones. Oh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? So it depends on whether you are talking about African or European woodchucks. <laughs> so that Monty Python reference there. Nice. That's very uh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, um, th- the, 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 Personality that they have sort of yeah. given Siri is kind of fun. It's almost a little GLaDOS from Portal. <laughs> uh, in fact, I really hope there's some way for you to get Siri to say the cake is a lie uh, or, or initiate it. Siri suddenly starts singing uh, um, Still Alive. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, I love that not only is it a useful feature and it has some really cool implications for. Everything from voice recognition to artificial intelligence to a semantic web I mean these are all ideas that are are tied up with the the Siri application, but it also has a like, sense of humor
1: it's fantastic <laughs> well it's it's uh, it's obvious that as time wears on the uh, the mobile operating systems are becoming much more functional, and they're turning the smartphone and, and other portable devices into tools that are are just that much more useful for uh, for different people. I definitely want to get into Ice Cream Sandwich in an upcoming podcast because, um, especially because it's it's going to be useful for both the smartphone and the tablet running the operating system, yeah. the Android operating system. So yeah, um, because
0: people were very um, outspoken about Google splintering off Android, so that you had a tablet version and a smartphone right. version. Yeah, I mean,
1: and,
0: Android's had a lot of uh, a lot of criticisms directed its way about fragmentation because there's so many devices on the market, and many of them are running various versions of Android, and are incapable of running later versions, or the carriers just haven't pushed out the later version to the the devices, and so you've got all these different versions of Android out there. Um, so if you're developing applications for the Android platform, you have to. You have to make decisions like, well, how far down the Android path do I allow support, or do I just aim for the top tier? Right. And uh, iOS is a little easier. And that's not to say that there aren't people out there who have older devices that can't run iOS five. That's, I mean, people do. Chris does. Yep. But uh, but it tends to be that with the Apple fans, they tend to upgrade more frequently. I think than other. Uh, device owners, usually. I mean, Android is a little different. It's it's hard to be an Android owner in a way because three months after you get your phone, there may be a new Android phone from a different carrier or even the same one that is has more features, right? But with Apple, it's a little more predictable. It's usually every 12 to 18 months.
1: Right, right. Plus, um, you know, each individual carrier is different too. Yeah. Um, some carriers will push in an Android update more quickly than others, if at all. Yeah. Um, and you have, uh, with the Android operating systems, like, um, you know, I have an HTC-based phone, so I have HTC Sense as, uh, you know, the... the uh, An overlay. The overlay on my phone, and uh, not everyone else does. Right. So my flavor of Android is different from other people's flavor of Android. Yep. And I think that's also sort of part of what's behind These glitches, too, is, you know, once you've taken a device and personalized it, um, you know, it makes it more difficult for the people releasing the operating system to know that it's going to work with that particular cocktail of uh, applications and configurations, which is why it's a little more predictable for Apple products than it is for uh, when machines running Windows or, you know, Android, because there are more variations in those. Yep. Um, Anyway.
0: Well I think this was a good dis- uh, you know discussion about iOS 5. Uh we'll definitely keep our eyes on further updates because uh you know it's 5.1 will
1: be will fix some of these problems yep. and may introduce more of their own. I mean this it's pretty common.
0: Yeah yeah it's not unusual. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes on it. If you guys want us to cover other specific topics, let us know. Shoot us an email. Our address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or drop us a line on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle there is techstuffhsw and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
1: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join How Stuff Works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow.